Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cup of St. Joe, this weekly program in which we serve up an espresso shot of teaching and devotion about St. Joseph. And so I'm excited today to be speaking with the Norbertine priest, Father Michael Brennan, who has been helping... Michael Joseph Brennan, by the way. Sorry to break in, but Michael Joseph Brennan. And so he's even your patronal namesake there with the middle name. And uh, he has been doing a lot of work with the Shrine of St. Joseph, perhaps the National Shrine of St. Joseph in De Pere, Wisconsin. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. There are a lot of other shrines to St. Joseph here in the United States, but here's one right here in our backyard, dating all the way back to the 1800s, I believe. And so we're going to hear that story in a little sure. bit from Father Michael. So uh, welcome to Cup of St. Joe, Father Mike. Glad to be with you. Glad to uh, share a cup of Joe and uh, uh, to share a little bit about uh, the, the amazing history here in uh, little De Pere, Wisconsin. Yeah. So De Pere, it's, you know, outside of Green Bay. Why does Green Bay have a shrine to St. Joseph? You know, yeah. I think for many people, it's kind of like a Marian apparition site in Champion. Oh, there's a Marian apparition in Champion, Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? for us now that we have a shrine to St. Joseph and it's the year of St. Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, it really is. It's, it's really, truly exciting. And, and there's been a little bit more in recent history with the walk to Mary that happens every uh, year annually on the first, uh, first Saturday in May, that's kind of coupled these two together, the original couple, uh, the, the national shrine of St. Joseph coupled with the national shrine of Mary, where she appeared uh, in the mid 1800s. This shrine goes all the way back um, to 1888. Uh, there's, there's been a little tiny mission church on or near this property since 1676. Um, in 1880, yes, I know 1676 doesn't sound right, but the Jesuits came through way and it was just a little mission church in 1676. First a parish church in 1870. Um, in 1888, the ninth pastor arrived, Father Joseph Duran. And Father Joseph Duran had a personal devotion to St. Joseph. And within uh, four years, uh, he had accolade, accolades and collected signatures and done traveling around the country where he now had um, the, the Cardinal uh, of Baltimore at the time in the early late 1800s uh, supporting him as well as other um, bishops and a couple abbots around the country supporting his desire to create this little um, will take his little personal devotion to St. Joseph and grow it into something that was recognized nationally. Oh my so, gosh. It's yeah. like, so, um, it's like a St. Andre Bassett story in a sense where St. Andre had this devotion to St. Joseph and was spreading it and then builds this magnificent place in yeah, Montreal. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the other, th the ones that's very similar, but the, the humility of this shrine is, you know, when you walk in, to the, our parish church, it's not what I've been told. I haven't been to the oratory in Montreal, but I know what I understand that's quite magnificent. Yes, uh, this this shrine is is very at this point very very simple and, and quite humble, and I th think we'd like to increase the awareness to people, but in some ways also uh, keep it um, keep it a little small, keep it a little humble, a little um, a little simple. As as we know, Joseph is both a man of great strength. But great humility. So the 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 it's exciting. There's been a lot of stuff exciting that's been going on over the last uh, couple months. But uh, just in these these several months here in the diocese with the year of Saint Joseph. But I think it's really picked up 
since uh, Pope Francis declared the year of Joseph uh, this past December. And you mentioned the humbleness of the shrine that now it's at the St. Joseph Church and that's where it originally began, but there was a time where it wasn't there. It was actually in the basement or right. in the crypt or whatever right. of right. Uh, the St. Norbert Abbey. And so why did it go to St. Norbert Abbey and now why is it back at the church? Right. So after after Father Duran got the whole thing going in uh, eight, you know, beginning in eighteen eighty eight, officially recognized. Talk about what Arch Confraternity means in a minute. But after he um, left the parish, uh, the Norbertines uh, were invited to take custody of the shrine. We arrived there in eighteen ninety eight. Beautiful story about how we got there. Uh, Father Pennings, eventually Abbot Pennings, but Father Pennings wanted to start a school to continue to train his seminarians. He, in March of 1898, did a 30-day novena to St. Joseph. In the summer of 1898, the Norbertines yeah. were invited to come take custody of the shrine uh, at what is now known as the, as the National, what by then was the National Shrine of St. Joseph, but what is now recognized as Old St. Joe's. And from there, he grew uh, St. Norbert College. So we, Norbertines, had custody of it since 1898. Unfortunately, um, there was, a, in my opinion, a major renovation of the parish in the late 60s, which did what a lot happened to a lot of the older churches. There was a lot of, some might call it a recovation. A lot of the beauty, a lot of the statues, a lot of the ornateness of the place uh, was, was hidden, including Joseph himself. He was taken out from above the, the high altar and he was brought, um, to a beautiful place. We, there was a very nice, you know, some people say they just stuck him in the basement. Not exactly true. I mean, we created a nice sacred place for him in the Abbey Crypt, but it, it was by no means what it was prior to the, the, the renovation. He was above the Hyde altar and then he was down in the Abbey Crypt where the devotions to Joseph continued. Uh, a weekly uh, novena and adoration uh, rosary continued to take place from the late 60s through when I first entered the order in um, early, uh, I entered in 2011, the, we moved him back from the Abbey Crypt to his original home uh, at St. Over College, uh, Old St. Joe's, uh, or small oratory space. Uh, and he, he's back home there since 2015. Now, one of the things you mentioned is this is at the college of St. Norbert. It's at St. Norbert College. It's in the old St. Joe's church there. Do you see a number of college students coming in and having some sort of prayer or devotion to St. Joseph? Absolutely. And it's only increased. Um, I think, you know, we, we're a Catholic college. Uh, our Catholic population has decreased on the, on the campus over the years. Um, still predominantly Christian, but the, the Catholic students is smaller than when I was a student there in the late 90s. Did, Father Ed, did you Go to uh, St. Norbert as well? I did for a short time. I went there okay. for, for two years. And okay. yeah. Um, so. Yeah. But yes, the, so especially since St. Joseph has been back here since 2015, the students are increasingly aware of the fact that his shrine is here. And and oftentimes, whether I'm, I'm walking through or I'm stopping there with a group of students, uh, pray the rosary. We often pray the rosary there. Um, novena prayers usually were held in there, but with COVID have been held in the main church. Uh, yet there are quite a few students that either come in with a personal devotion to St. Joseph or develop that uh, devotion because it's a very, uh, as I said, humble, small, cozy 
place uh, in which to pray uh, before the, the uh, statue of St. Joseph. We are, you mentioned in the statue, um, because of some of the things that are going on for the year of St. Joseph, we just sent this statue that dates back to 1892 uh, down to Chicago to be professionally restored. And it is gonna be beautiful. Uh, the original statue had gold leaf on it. And the artist is gonna go down to that original, original layer. And the cloak of St. Joseph uh, had gold leaf um, flowers throughout. She's gonna restore the crowns. Um, and the, the plan for March 19th of this year, 2021, there's a, a national St. Joseph conference coming up, um, hosted on that day from our, the year of stjoseph.org will be the host of that. But also uh, Bishop Ricken and Father Don Calloway will be there to celebrate that liturgy with us. And the statue will be recrowned and rededicated. We will be invoking St. Joseph's guidance. Bishop Ricken specifically will be invoking St. Joseph's guidance and protection over our entire nation. So one of the things as we talk about the statue is that it was crowned, as you said. So right. it was papally coronated by one of the Holy Fathers. And how did that come about? And what does that actually even mean? Yeah, so um, this Father Joseph Duran, he, he went to Rome to seek approval of the Association of St. Joseph, a small group of men and women here locally that were praying together. But also nationally, people had start to join the Association of St. Joseph, which eventually became the Arch Confraternity of St. Joseph, um, which meant, there's, so their confraternities are small groups of men and women. There's confraternities of the Sacred Heart. There's confraternities of St. Paul. It's small groups of men and women that will agree to pray with each other, uh, pray for each other, have masses celebrated for them. Um, those were happening here at the shrine. Father Joseph Duran wanted this to be the confraternity, thus arch confraternity over the entire United States. So we have log books that date back to 1888, even before he traveled to Rome, um, of people that would enter and that back then they would pay 75 cents to join uh, annually. And then a quarter if they wanted to receive the, the monthly periodical. And, and the, the um, the crown is what you asked your question about though. So he received permission for it to be the Arch Confraternity. He also sought and received permission from uh, Leo XIII uh, to solemnly crown um, with, with uh, the, not he couldn't do it, but Bishop uh, Mesmer at the time, one of his first public acts here in the diocese, came and did a, a solemn crowning ceremony um, that attracted people from across the country. I was reading an account of it just the other day that describes, um, you know, flowers were sent in from parishes and schools named for St. Joseph across the country. Um, there were, the, the vestments were sent in from somewhere. Uh, the Sisters of St. Joseph, Sisters of St. Joseph of Crondelet, Missouri had sent in a special, um, I don't know if it was an altar cloth or crown for, or not crown, but different, different things from around the country were sent in to celebrate this, this grand solemn crowning ceremony. So you already started talking a little bit about the Arch Confraternity, this group of men and women that came together to honor St. Joseph, to seek his intercession. And the Arch Confraternity, I understand, kind of fell by the wayside, but there's kind of a movement to bring it back. Is that right? It's probably what I am most excited about. Yeah, I, I'm excited we're doing this national conference. I'm excited the statue is being reestablished. But we have a papal decree in our Abbey archives that says 
Pope Leo XIII established this in perpetuity. In perpetuity clearly means forever. And we, I have to admit, as Norbertines, have not been good stewards of maintaining that uh, that arch confraternity. So people that had signed up, that would I think it ended in the late 50s or 60s, and we weren't good for continually to pray for them. And, and we'd stop promoting it. We stopped advertising it. Uh, so people weren't joining. Thus, the, all the devotions or all the, the potential graces, all the potential prayers, all the people uniting in prayer and receiving masses said for them uh, stopped. Uh, of course, here at the Abbey, we remember people in our prayers, but specifically this devotion to St. Joseph very much fell by the wayside. So to reintroduce this, what we're going to do, and it, this, you know, a lot of it was kind, it was a lot of paperwork. You know, there was, you had to write them down in a logbook. You had to collect the dollar, the money. You had to send something out saying that it was received, all that kind of stuff. Just kind of tedious, but beautiful. Now with the internet, we'll be able to do a lot of things automated. We'll be able to receive um, prayer requests online. We'll be able to accept their uh, enrollment online. They'll be able to print off their own certificate online. But most importantly, it's the prayer that's going to start happening. The intercession of the faithful praying with and for one another. Us at the Shrine of St. National Shrine of St. Joseph praying every Wednesday for their intentions. Praying each March 10th through the 19th at the Solemn Novena for their intentions. Arch Confraternity members uh, promise to pray for all members of the Arch Confraternity, living and deceased. The souls in purgatory will once again be prayed for regularly upon uh, their, their entrance in, well, upon their death, but upon those time, you know, their days in purgatory. There will be so much prayer that's going to be happening because of people saying that they want to be part of this and they're going to commit to praying regularly for one another and for other intentions that will encourage encourage them to pray for regularly. I'm just going to run to my bookshelf that's right behind me. I have some uh, antiquated documents that I forgot that you speaking just reminded me of. Sure, the yeah. little uh, prayer books to St. Joseph from your place. The annals, the annals of St. Joseph, yep. Uh, somehow I came across these, uh, yeah, somehow I came across these little prayer books you know, sometimes people just give me stuff. Yeah. They're like, oh, you love old stuff. Here, here's all this Catholic stuff for my dead grandma. Can I see one of the co the cover? Yeah, so Novena in honor of the St. Joseph. And it says Arch Confraternity there, printed by the Journal Democrat in yeah. De Pere, Wisconsin. Yeah. Here's another one. Novena in honor so that, of St. So Joseph. The beautiful thing is, Father Edward, we are going back to those prayers. Those prayers, um, we use them sort of, but starting not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, we will be praying precisely those prayers. We had kind of edited and re-edited and re-edited. We're going back to those prayers. They'll be prayed every Wednesday. They'll be prayed every March 10th through the 19th, one of which you're going to come and preside for on the 16th. Um, so it, rediscovering what is what has been in our archives is incredible. And that gives me an opportunity to mention we also had sent over here from Rome, not one, but two relics of the cloak of St. Joseph. One was sent over with uh, authenticity papers in 1890. The other was sent over in the 1950s. Wow. And uh, um, these relics will be 
um, also put on permanent display uh, in the Shrine of St. Joseph as soon as the reliquary arrives next week. Wonderful. Yeah, so I have the three other devotional books, but they're not yours. One is from the Benedict <laughs> Benedictine Sisters in Clyde, Missouri, right by Conception Abbey, where I went yep. to school. Uh, Novena St. Joseph, this is put out by some uh, uh, redemptorist father. Uh, and then this other little pamphlet was from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. So, so yeah, lots of devotion to St. Joseph. And uh, it's so great to see it. You know, it's really alive. We have uh, the shrine and uh, champion, and now St. Joseph, uh, also that has been there and renewing that devotion, bringing it to the forefront, uh, really promoting it. People should visit the shrine of St. Joseph during the year of St. Joseph, shouldn't they? Absolutely. It's, and it's COVID friendly, I would assume, right? And um, yeah, so just so people know, oh, you know, during these COVID times, usually we would have hosted big groups. Right now, we, we can't do that. But soon, hopefully, God willing, we'll soon be able to host bigger groups. But now it's open 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Um, every day. You can go and do it really basically a self-guided tour at this point. Um, the address is 123 Grant Street right here in De Pere, Wisconsin. And uh, the St. Joseph statue has been sent away. But is there a different St. Joseph statue that's been there in its place? An even older one, one uh, that dates all the way back to 1888, that believe it or not, survived a fire in 1899. The place burnt down, the statue survived, it's been preserved, um, and it it is in the place of the uh, the crown statue that which will return in time for this year's Solemn Novena. Well, it seems like now would be a good time to go see this other statue that's surviving a fire. That's kind of miraculous. And then go again when the new statue returns on March 19th and is newly uh, crowned once again. So is there a special indulgence people get if they go to the National Shrine of St. Joseph during this year of St. Joseph? There is. Uh, Bishop Ricken and uh, his chancellor and um gave permission for folks that go there and pray the litany of St. Joseph from now until this uh, March 18th, 2021. I am asking that that get extended. I haven't received permission yet, but um, I've, I'm working with Father Gerardi uh, and, and Bishop Ricken to um, get that extended to at least December 8th, 2021. But as of now, plenary indulgence with a visit to the National Shrine, uh, granted that all the other conditions are, are fulfilled. And just lastly, you mentioned some of the things you're doing leading up to the March 19th Feast of St. Joseph. And there's this Year of St. Joseph conference you're having. That's all virtual? It's not in person? Nothing will be in person. Well, the, the masses will be, but those, um, so there are noon mass and 7 p.m. mass, March 10th through the 19th, um, with the exception of the 19th, unfortunately. So March 10th through the 18th, noon and 7 p.m. mass. Um, those are open to the public. Um, and, and I don't think we'll, we'll be packed. We can hold 125 people safely during COVID. Uh, but yes, the conference itself, 100% virtual, 100% uh, free. You can sign up now for that conference at theyearofstjoseph.org. Saint is spelled out. So theyearofstjoseph.org. Okay. And I'll be sure to put that, link that in our description and everything like that. So people will be able to find it. So uh, the the novena, the stuff that you're doing, the thing I'm going in for on March 16th, uh, is that broadcasted on the internet? Do you do a Facebook Live with that? We do. Uh, we do have a live stream page um, through our parish, actually YouTube page, which is SNC Parish, uh, is the YouTube channel, um, and that that those will the noon and the seven will all be live streamed. The exception being March 19th, and the exception is that. 
is likely, we haven't had confirmation yet, but likely to be on EWTN this year. Uh, and that will be at 7 p.m. So if they can't, if people can't find us uh, via YouTube, we're hoping March 19th will be broadcast live on EWTN with Bishop Bishop Rickon presiding and uh, Father Don Calloway and myself can celebrate. Well, that's great. You know, a few weeks ago, I spoke with brother Andrew Kosmowski, uh, marrying this brother. We talked about William Shamanad, who said, we need to reap the fruits of St. Joseph's intercession. And Father Don Calloway says, this is St. Joseph's time. And this is the time to be involved with the St. Joseph Shrine in Green Bay. Go and visit it. And, uh, pray to St. Joseph, ask him for help and guidance uh, in the different course of your life. And in those moments, just as we go to the shrine for uh, our own personal petitions, maybe an order, uh, a visit to St. Joseph is an order for all of us. So thanks so much, Father Mike Brennan, for being with me today on Cup of St. Joe. And you can catch us next week, Wednesday, with another interview about St. Joseph. Just one little pitch because I am the Norbertine vocation director. Please pray for vocations to your local church, to our local diocese, and to uh, St. Norbert Abbey. And yes, we will definitely do that. You know, the parishes I serve, Brussels, Lincoln, and Rosaire, traditionally were staffed by Norbertine priests. So we have a big, we have a nice stained glass window of St. Norbert up there in our sanctuary in Brussels. And uh, we remember all the Norbertines fondly who have served our parishes. So it's where, Father Penning's, first, it's where Father Penning's first arrived in 1893. That's right. So, well, great. Well, thanks so much for being with me today on Cup of St. Joe. Thank you. Are we doing the litany still? Oh, yeah. You know what? My own program. I forgot. I told you. We closed with the litany of St. Joseph. I'm glad you didn't forget. Well, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven. Have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world. Have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God. Have mercy on us. Holy Mary. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. Noble offspring of David. Pray for us. Light of patriarchs. Pray for us. Spouse of the mother of God. Pray for us. Chaste guardian of the virgin. Pray for us. Foster father of the son of God. Pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ. Pray for us. Head of the holy family. Pray for us. Joseph most just. Pray for us. Joseph most chaste. Pray for us. Joseph, most prudent. Pray for us. Joseph, most courageous. Pray for us. Joseph, most obedient. Pray for us. Joseph, most faithful. Pray for us. Mirror of patience. Pray for us. Lover of poverty. Pray for us. Model of workmen. Pray for us. Glory of domestic life. Pray for us. Guardian of virgins. Pray for us. Pillar of families. Pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted. Pray for us. Hope of the sick. Pray for us. Patron of the dying. Pray for us. Terror of demons. Pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church. Pray for us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household. And prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God. 
who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you very much, Father. Well, thank you. And I'm so glad that we could still serve that espresso shot of devotion. We had the teaching, but we didn't have the devotion and you saved the show there. So thanks so much, Father Mike, for being on Cup of St. Joe. Look forward to seeing you at the shrine on the 16th. I look forward to being there. It'll be a great joy and honor to honor St. Joseph with the faithful. Great. God bless you.